Roots and Shoots with Jamie, Charlotte and Sabrina on ABC Radio Perth and WA. Hoedown. bit of banjo work there. Was that a, or a little ukulele? Yeah. I think it was a ukulele. I Actually, right. I reckon that's Jillo that was playing that ukulele. She She's loves. improved. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I've not oh. heard much of her ukulele playing, but I've seen it. Does she love to put up a nice little photo of her with the ukulele and a nice sun hat in her yeah. garden yeah. and just put a you know lovely little black and white filter on it to enhance the cool? <laughs> I'm so like, I'm not seeing much playing going on there, Max. <laughs> but it looks good. Ah, oh, she's pretty good on the strings. She's got a bit of garden work, doesn't she? Just yes. from what I see online. Yeah. Not that she invites me around to Aww. hang out or anything Aww. like that. And I don't Jamie. really don't mind. No. Uh, but <laughs> from the photos that I see, it looks like she's got a lovely garden. Yeah, she has, but she's got chickens and they destroy them a lot. Well, I think she got rid of her chickens. How'd she or, get rid or of just them? the boy chicken? Played the ukulele. No, she gave them to. <laughs> <laughs> they they suddenly grew wings and flew off. No, she gave them to Steve Wood. Oh right, yeah. So well, he said they tasted delicious. Here, isn't it? Just, I know. You know sharing well, chickens, playing ukulele for one another. We're a little bit incestuous. You did a little bit, but yeah. <laughs> but it's all good. Have you had a uh, Have you had a good week, Sabrina? I've had a top week. I just um, I've had to do like. Computer work. Hello. Yeah. Well, I didn't do a lot, actually, because I've just launched my new website. Nice. So, How's it looking? It looks bloody fantastic. Yeah? Not that I did it, so I had web designers do it, but they did such an amazing job. They make me look good. What sort of of questions does a web designer ask you? Do they talk palettes and colours and tones and that stuff? And you have to think about what you're writing. You know, oh, yeah. I mean that that in itself. <laughs> um, but they did they did an awesome job. Um, so check it out, peeps. What, what's the address? Uh, it's sabrinahan.com.au. Of course it is. Nice. Yeah. I'm clicking on it right but now. But there's a um, I've got a month by month guide, so people don't need to ring in should they want to know what they should be planting yeah. in their veggie patch at a particular point in time of the year. Go to my website, but still call because we can have. Oh a, no! Please yeah, ring. We like it. Triple two seven twenty. It's a snazzy website. It's I've it. got it up on the screen here. And look at its title. What's know, the title, Charlotte? First thing you see when you open it, and this will come as absolutely no surprise to anyone tuning into Roots and Shoots. First thing you see: get dirty. Nice. Yeah. That's what I'm going to do this weekend. I thought that line would have already been taken by another nah. website. I'm going to get dirty this weekend. Oh, yeah? I'm going camping with the kids. Really. They're taking me to a place called Wilbinga, which I've got no idea where it is, but I think we head north. Mm-hmm. But I haven't got a flanny. I'm really upset. But what I do have, I found the most amazing invention in a camping store. Mm. I've been camping for about 30 years, so that'll be interesting. But I've, I'm taking the dog. I'll just sleep on her. Um, <laughs> little pillow. Have you, did you know you can get telescopic marshmallow? Thingy jiggy. Oh, oh what? No. Like go go gadget marshmallow yeah. cookers. That's exactly what they're like. They're, they're this, and two pronged, so you can get two marshmallows. Wow. That's high tech camping. I was so excited. I bought half a dozen. <laughs> <laughs> you don't have enough hands for the number of 
marshmallow <laughs> prongs that you got. Oh, I rang Lucy and Nathan and went, you'll never guess what. And they went, yeah, well, have you got something to sleep on? Have you got a no. sleeping no. bag? Have no. you got a camping stove? Have you got a flannel? Have you, have you no. got a tent, got a flannel? None of that. But I do have telescopic marshmallow pronged cookers. It's better than a, an old stick, isn't it? Oh, yeah. Is See, it though? Oh, no, I've burnt many a stick in my day. Yeah. <laughs> and lost a marshmallow at the end of it. That's tragic, isn't it? Right. Especially when you keep it there for that extra 10 seconds. Just, just want that, just that little bit more. Yep. And then Gone. you lose it. Hey, should we get to some questions? Oh, we're all, all right then. Ah, right. I'm enjoying talking about yeah, telescopic I, I marshmallow prongs. <laughs> Far more I wish I'd invented that. Yeah. I, I look at stuff all the time and I think, <laughs> why didn't I think of that? <laughs> Could have been rich. Uh, Tracy is in, uh, she's on the beach in Geograph Bay. How oh, good is that? Hello, wow. Tracy. Wow. Tracy, you're lucky. Oh, very lucky, thanks, Sabrina. Um, look, I just lit laughing while I was on hold because as you're talking about destructive chalks. Well, my daughter's into growing vegetables and eggs and things, and she's insisted on getting these chickens, which have destroyed all her back lawn, all her vegetable garden. <laughs> oh. And so we finally, I convinced her to get a chalk and we're wondering what trees are safe and good to put in a chook pen. She's into fruit trees and things. Great. And we thought an olive, we thought, um, we wondered about a fig. Yeah, uh, yeah, figs do really well because they suck up all that chook poo. Yeah, have you got any other suggestions? Look, a lot of people actually put citrus in there, but what they do is they put... Um, Funnily enough, chicken wire. Uh, they put chicken wire around the base of the trees yep. so the chickens can't actually scratch, you know, the, 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 the roots. Bark. Yeah. yeah. Yep. So citrus will do really well in there as well. Fijoa is another one you can put in. All right. right. Um, yeah, so fig, citrus, fijoa, uh, locust. We, we were worried that the odd might be too rich. An olive. Yeah, I think I don't think the olive is going to really enjoy that amount of chook poo. Okay, we wondered about that. Yeah. Oh, well, thanks. Have you got any other ideas? I mean, I was watching Gardening Australia last night, and the lady was doing things with seeds and things like that to sprout. Uh, well, the problem is the chickens dig it. <laughs> they dig it up. I tell you what, I would put in there, Tracy. Though, is yeah. some wormwood. Wormwood. Wormwood okay. and rue, and they uh, repel the stick fast fleas. So, what, can you spell the rue? Okay, R U E. Oh, okay. Yeah, and wormwood. Okay. Rue and wormwood. Okay, yeah. thank yeah. you very much. Okay, no worries, Tracy. Good luck. Good on you, Tracy. Thank you very much. Enjoy Bye. the beach. Nice mm. day for the. I kind of don't mind the beach when it's a little cloudy and. Oh, I love it. Gold and yeah. sharky. Just, yeah, well, you know, maybe from the dun, sand. Dun, mm. Gavin Hegney was telling us he went for a surf this morning, no, late last night, mm-hmm. and he was still out there in the dark before mm-hmm. he up in Lansland before he came down here this With morning. With no other surfers around him, just him. What a tweet! Yeah, well, in the dark. I don't know. <laughs> Bravery. One three hundred triple two seven twenty. If you have a question for Sabrina this morning, the time is now. Uh, Martin's done that. He's in Mahogany Creek. Good day, Martin. Hi. Good morning. Um, I just wondered, Sabrina, is it uh, okay to cut a melaleuca hedge uh, uh, in June? Of course it is. It is good. Yeah, go go to town, Martin. Go to town. All right, okay. That'll keep me busy for the day. Well, oh. that.
that's splendid, and then you can have tomorrow off. Exactly. All right. Thank you very much. <laughs> okay, Martin. Martin's got his long weekend covered. Yep. Bit of work yep. today. Feet up tomorrow. Yeah, I love that. Should we go to the text line? Let's Why not? Our first text this morning mm. starts with, let's talk about sex. Spinderella cut it up one time. I was kind of hoping this would start at the mm-hmm. chorus and then it would link mm-hmm. to the... How long are we going to let it play out? I don't know. Let's just leave it underneath while you read yeah, the text. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'll Let's, bring it up yeah, I like when it gets it. to the good okay. bit. Yeah. All right. Uh, we're talking about sex. Kiwi fruit. Yeah. Sex, that yeah. is. Uh, Let's talk about you and me. Let's talk about all the good things and the bad things that make me. Let's talk about it. Of kiwi fruit. <laughs> <laughs> Alicia from Lower Chittering. Wants to know. Uh, she knows you need one male for three females yeah. with kiwi fruit. But yeah. if you want two different female varieties, so, for example, one gold, one green, yeah. do you need two different males? That's a very good question. Um, now, what will happen is the varieties are different. So it's a bit, little bit like mixing the gene pool. So if you're going to have sex... With other things that are not of the same gene pool, you're mm. going to get something a little bit different. Mm. So, just let me write that down. So, <laughs> <laughs> there's one take-home message. <laughs> <place, sure. laughs> That's it. So, um, if you've got the hairy green kiwi fruit mm. and you want the the smooth, hairless, mm. golden kiwi fruit, mm. I would like make Jamie's sure. <laughs> Just like Jamie's head, <laughs> I would make Righto. sure that you get the the male the prop the the male of the same clan, right? Um, rather than and in and in actual fact, one male will do up to eight female plants. <laughs> busy, busy little sausage. Half his luck. Yeah, but yeah, they die busy. young, Jamie. They <laughs> just die young. You know what? Better to live a day as a lion than a True. life as a lamb. True. <laughs> Does that ever make sense? <laughs> I feel like I've been watching Gladiator. I watched Gladiator a couple of weeks ago and I think that's just stuck in my head. I think that was one of the last. Wow. Sorry. Oh, I love it. Yeah. Love it. Fun. it. Right. Um, no, try and get the same the same type. Okay. Mm. Got it. Thank you, Alicia. Let's talk about sex. Let's talk about sex. Uh-huh. Let's talk about sex. Oh. Wow. Let's talk about Bougainvillea. <laughs> Let's talk about Bogans. <laughs> Dawn has sent a message saying uh, she's wanting to transplant Bougainvillea. Any tips? She lives in the Exmouth Gulf. Okay. Well, my tip for you is to get armour-plated, um, bit bit like gladiator-type gear on if you're yep. going to transplant a Bougainvillea. Don't do it now. Wrong time of the year. Even though you're up north and I know it's warmer, you still get cold nights. You're going to have to wait to do it until late spring then transplant it, prune the hell out of it because you can't even get close to a bougainvillea unless you take all those big, long, spiky things off. Mm. Um, Dig it up and put it in straight away. You can't leave it lying around like you do with frangipanis. You've got to plant it, replant it straight away. Beautiful. Uh, Val has a question for us. One three hundred triple two seven twenty. Morning, Val. Good morning. Um, 
Thank you for the, uh, the opportunity to ask you a question. It's a simple one. I have a, a large gardenia. I think it's Picasso. It's about five years old. Mm-hmm. And it's growing in a large um, half wine barrel. And nice. it's got so big and so tall and a little bit sort of spindly in its uh, growth mm-hmm. that I'd like to prune it. Yes. And I imagine it's warmer weather I need to do yeah. it. But first of all, how much can I prune it back and when? Okay, uh, you're quite right there, Val. You have to leave it until the weather warms up. So leave that until sort of mid-spring. Right. And then you can take at least a third off. Oh, good. Yeah, okay. so... That's quite extensive. Yeah, yeah, right. yeah. You can, you, can, you can sort of go down the stem quite a long way. Right, and then can I fertilise it? You must. Mm. It's important because you want all that new growth to, to happen. Right, and lots of flowers, I hope. Yes, I know. <laughs> the, the scent is divine. Yes, thank you very much. Okay, thanks, Val. Bye. Crossing my fingers for plenty of flowers for Val. Uh, Let's go to Violet, the person, not the flower Flower. in Esperance. Hello, Violet. (laughs) Hello. Hello, Violet. Do you know, know, Violet, that violets are coming back into fashion? Oh. And um, there's at least five different types of violets you can get now. And I remember as a kid... Get picking the violet flowers and putting them on all my cakes and in my salad. Yes. Beautiful. <laughs> it's yeah. a beautiful name and a beautiful plant. Yeah, I was, I was named after an auntie in England. <laughs> oh, lovely. Well, I think it's a gorgeous name. Yeah. What can Thank we do you. for you, Violet? Um, hydrangeas. What should I be doing for them? Okay. Have they started losing their leaves? Yeah, yeah they've lost their leaves and I've got some green leaves on. Oh, they've got new green leaves. Yes. Well, they shouldn't be doing that, Violet. That's, that's, oh, shouldn't they? No. Right. They should be dropping their leaves and well, looking like sticks. Oh. Well, so, one, is. <laughs> one of them is. <laughs> okay. Um, well, at the end of this month, prune them back to two big fat buds because oh, the, right. fat, the fat round buds are the flowering buds. And the long slender ones are leaf buds and you want them you want the flowering buds. So you can you can either just let them go. Do you get frost where you are in Esperance? No, no. Okay. No. And what's it get to at night? What temperature? Oh well, this morning it's seven degrees. <laughs> okay, so at the end of this month, Violet, give prune them down. Even if they've got leaves, they shouldn't be doing that anyway. Yeah. Um, so prune them down to to a pair of buds, and then they'll shoot away in spring. Right. There's no, no nothing else I've got to. No, because they're they're going into dormancy now. Oh, right. But what you want to do, Violet, is when you in spring, as soon as you see the growth start, that's when you fertilise them. All right. And yeah. um, and you probably have a beautiful garden, Violet. Oh, well, I'm trying to, but not very successful at this time of the year. <laughs> oh, I think you're doing well, Violet. Um, right. I must say as well, thank you for your call, and I know you have a special birthday later in the year, so yes. happy 90th for later in the year, okay? Thank you very, very much. Yeah, happy birthday, Violet. And um, it's important that we have all our beautiful old gardeners ringing us up and sharing their wisdom. Yeah, I agree. one three hundred triple two seven twenty. 22 Still some uh, opportunity to talk to Sabrina today, ask a question, what's going on in your garden. Uh, Stuart's in Hovia this morning. Hey, Stuart. Uh, how are you this morning? Doing well. Great, great. What can I'll we help you out with? Uh, I've got a question for Sabrina. I've 
had a bed of asparagus for quite some time now. They're about six years old, the crowns. And unfortunately, when I first put them in, um, the bed that I put them in um, had a lot of air in it and it slumped down and it's now quite low-lying. Yeah. So I want to pull the asparagus crowns out and lift the bed and put them back in. Yeah. Can I do that in, in one day? Like, Yeah. How, how, how big's the area, Stuart? Uh, it's about um, three metres by two metres. Oh, God, yeah. Easy peasy. You do that in a couple of hours. Yeah, so I don't have to pull, put them back in when the ground's warmer. I can just put no, them no, no. up and down. In fact, don't put them back in when the ground's warmer. If you dig them up and replant them, this is a really good time of the year to do it. Okay, do I have to put the ferns to die right back? They've started to die, but they're not all dead yet. Um, well, as soon as they start dying, you prune them right down to ground level, Stuart, and then you can dig them up and transplant them all at the same time. Oh, excellent. You can do it all in one day. Beautiful. 13 degrees. I'm going to get some dirt under my Good man, Stuart. Good man. Thanks, Stuart. Jeff is in Port Hedland, wants to know how do you encourage lawn to grow under a mango tree? Mm. Up in Port Hedland. Yeah, in Port Hedland. Okay, so you'd need to give it extra food because the mango tree is going to suck all the moisture, so you'll have to water it more and fertilise it more because the mango tree is going to go, "Mm -mm, thank you very much, I'll have that, and you're not having any. Yep. So, and make sure that you get enough light, because mango trees are really dense. Right. Not that they're thick, but, you know, that they're they're, um, got a lot of leaf coverage. You know, I read a story this week from uh, Maddie Brand, who used to be a rural reporter up north here. He's in Darwin at the moment, that the Territory has overtaken Queensland for mango production. I would believe it. Yeah. Yeah. Take that, Queensland. Yeah. Uh-huh. Anyway, See that. There's a little... We've got to be careful because we had a caller ring in from Melbourne last week, so we can't That's bad right, mouth we did. other states we on did. this show. Not bad. Yeah. It's just a fact, Charlotte. I'm okay. not, it's not a bad oh. mouth thing. It's a, it's be a, humble in our success that is here a, in Western Australia. Well, no, it was the Territory, Northern It wasn't territory. even ours. It wasn't even us. Sorry, yeah, okay. Yeah. Yeah. It wasn't anyway. even a humble brag. <laughs> you got... <laughs> Now, now, uh, children. Hey, Terry, um, Terry, yes. Terry has sent a message. Yes, Terry. Uh, Terry's sweet potato seems to grow all year round. Yeah, they do. Um, can <laughs> I harvest at any time? Yeah, whenever you've got time. Cook cool. in. There you go, Terry. Beautiful. one three hundred triple two seven twenty. Let's go to Hazelmere and hello to Mark. G'day. Hello. Hello, hello. Mark. How are you going? Oh, I'm very well. I wonder if they ever grew hazel trees in Hazelmere. Never seen any. No, they no. wouldn't grow actually. No. no, they're terrible for hay fever. Apparently, no, hazelnut no. trees. Really? I don't suffer hay fever. Ah, there you go. And you don't have hazelnuts anyway, so it's not no, really a problem no, you're no, going to no. encounter. No, no, no. <laughs> um, my question is, um, can I grow? Well, basically, I found a very deep red red flowering gum down the side of the road. Yeah. Can I take its seed and get the same flower? No. Or or can I, at my best, do a, can, I, can I take a cutting from it? No, they won't grow from a cutting. Okay. Um, now, the problem with seed and particularly with eucalyptus, there is no guarantee that you will get the same red. You could even get, up, get a white one or a cream-coloured one. So if you want, if you definitely, definitely want a red one, you're going to have to 
get a grafted one, Mark. Okay. I mean, you can try it. It's probably going to be five years before it flowers anyway. Right. Um, so give it a crack. Collect the seed. Yep. Now, with have you done? Have you grown eucalypts from seed before? No. No. Okay, so you've got to make sure that the that the nut is a second year growth and the capsules are still closed. Okay. You put the nuts in a paper bag, the capsules open, and the seed comes out. Yep. But in the seed is packing as well. Okay. The seed will be the darker colour, little tiny things. Yep. The packing will be a paler brown. Okay, and it can take two to three weeks for those valves to open up to release the seed. Right, okay. And now's a good time to do it. Okay. But mm. you, you would recommend grafted if I definitely I would get a, a grafted form, yeah. You can okay. get all different sizes and yep. you can also get all different colours. You can get red, pink, orange, deep, deep, deep red and anything from three metres up to 12 metres. Okay. Yep. And I, is, it, is it a reasonably easy process to graft? Uh, no. <laughs> um, no, you've got to have – look, the problem with grafting is you need the correct rootstock. Years ago when they first brought out the grafted ones, mm-hmm. they used an Eastern States rootstock and it was far more vigorous than the red flowering gum. And what happened is the rootstock took off but the graft didn't. Okay. Um, you can have a crack at it, Mark. It's yeah. pretty tricky. Um, and I say have a go at everything, really, yeah. apart from murder. It's best not to have a crack at that. All right. No, I think I'll go down to the nursery. Yeah. <laughs> Thank yeah. you, Mark. Go to the nursery and don't murder anyone. No, don't murder. Another that thing for avoided. me to write down this Yeah, morning. that's – you are just on a learning curve this morning. Two lessons. That is two. Thank you. Uh, let's uh, quickly – Go to Esperance uh, and say good day to Gary. There's some nibbling going on in his garden, isn't there, Gary? Yes, there is. Morning, everybody. Morning, Gary. Um, a question I got is: I got bugs that are eating my chili. Yep, they're what the Mexican the... bugs. Oh, are they? Yeah. How do you get rid of them? Because they're destroying them. Yeah. Before I can get to them. Uh, now, is most of the nibbling going on at night? Well, no, they're actually in the red chilies, eating them from the inside out. Oh, wow. Are they a grub or are they a beetle? Well, it looks like a little white caterpillar type. Aha! Bright red. Yes, that's what they call it. They call it the eggplant caterpillar, but it actually attacks uh, capsicums, chilies, eggplants, and what happens is the the moth lays the egg in the calyx of the plant, which is the top bit that holds the fruit on, that little yeah. green bit. So they they lay eggs in there and then the they turn into those caterpillars and they burrow their way into the fruit. So you have to, once they're in the fruit, of course, you don't know they're there until you pick your chilies and then they're, they're, all the grubs are inside. So there's two sprays that you can use. One, they're both a bacteria spray. So if you go to your nursery and tell them you want a, a caterpillar-specific spray that, that has bacteria in it. Okay, yep. And then you spray, and if you've got other stuff apart from chi- any any tomatoes left, or and I'd spray all your plants with it. Yeah, 
All right, so anything that's got a like a fruit on, I'll get into. Yeah, yep, yep. yep. So yeah. I'd yeah, I'd be checking out the whole veggie patch, really. Good luck, Gary. Like it's a long weekend. Mm. Guys, I'm up to my armpits in text messages here. Oh, so my can Lord. We, can we burn through Yeah, a few of let's these? do. Joe would like to know uh, Joe wants to plant sweet peas on a fence line. Mm-hmm. Which side should he, she, don't know, Joe, sorry, plant them on, i.e., facing the sun um, or not? And, and when is it too late to plant sweet pea? Facing the sun. Facing the sun. Do them facing the sun. Um. That's an interesting question because now the winters are changing. Mm. Look, I'd put them in, just put them in and see what happens. It is getting pretty late, but put them in anyway. Okay. Uh, Just an answer to the eucalyptus question we had earlier. Apparently the Friends of Kings Park have a grafted eucalyptus sale coming up. Do they? That's specific. That's very specific. There you go. Awesome. Kings Park plants are... The, my I get so excited. Christmas for you? Yeah, it's yeah. just so good. How come? Oh. Lots of stuff. Yeah, there's stuff that you can't find anywhere else in the world. Really? No, truly, really. Okay. I jest you not, my mm. friend. I, no, I believe you. <laughs> Uh, more, 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 more. Hey, yeah, shout go, out. go, go. Um, uh, Dimbula in Victoria is listening. Hey, Dimbula. We're going national. Um, can you please, Sabrina, suggest some shrubs for a shady garden in Bustleton? This is from Jenny, who has already planted hydrangeas. Okay. Uh, you can have the um, Brainia ironstone. You can have hellebore. You can have violets, as we were just nice. discussing. You can have... Uh, Tomasia, which is a beautiful little native shade plant. You can have Hibertia, which is another yellow flowering little native shade plant. Um, what else can we put in there? We could put in, uh, oh, there's lots of things, isn't there? Impatiens, oh, begonias. Yeah. yeah. Options. Plenty of options there. Yeah. Excellent. Uh, one more from Bill in Iluka, who's wondering the best way to remove a large plumbago without using glyphosate. Yes. Looking for a non or low toxic alternative because Bill has small children, wants to grow turf instead. Okay. Uh, well, first of all, uh, you're going to have to try and dig out as much of the plumbago as possible because the root system's pretty horrendous. Fun. So you dig out what you can and that's not going to kill it. And then you wait for the plumbago to come back and then you spray it with a thing called slasher, S-L-A-S-H-E-R, because it's the only one of its kind and it's made from pelagonic acid. It's totally safe. It's completely organic. Won't It'll kill whatever you spray, um, but that's a really safe alternative for people that don't want to use herbicide. Slasher. Mm. 29 to 10. We're going to go to Wombat Barrel. Hey, Wombat! And Grant in just a moment. Grandstand has you covered for round 11 of the AFL season. Very well organised. Tonight from six, the Eagles are back home looking for a 10th straight win when they meet St Kilda. Back to Natanui, hand past the guard, who snaps off his preferred left boot and drills the goal. And tomorrow, the Dockers head to the MCG to face the informed Collingwood. Fife will be taken to the top of the goal square and he pops it through. Live on ABC Radio Perth and WA and ABC Grandstand Digital. Number one for footy. Roots and Shoots with Jamie, Charlotte and Sabrina on ABC Radio Perth and WA.
Wombat. As in Hopeson. G'day, Wombat. G'day, mate. Buongiorno, Wombat. <laughs> How are you, my friend? Darling, good day. Where's Bill down here at Dope Town? Oh, I wish I was coming camping at Hopeton, but I'm going for I'm going up north, Wombat. Oh, you always going away. I know, I know, but it's only for the weekend, Wombat. I'll be back on Monday night. Oh, okay. Well, you're going to miss out on the band down here in uh, the Port Hotel. Oh, you got a band playing? Yeah. Oh, yeah. It all goes off in Hopetown, Wombat. I think you live in a very exciting place. Of course I do. Are you going to dance? Are you going to do bust a few yeah. moves at the uh, port? Well, it depends how many... Uh... How many grogs I had? <laughs> <laughs> I knew that was coming. <laughs> what do you reckon? Some guest vocals from Wombat. I yeah, reckon. you could you could do a few lines. A bit of karaoke work up there, perhaps. <laughs> no, nah, Wombat's not up for that. No, at all. not up for that. No. Nah. Nah. All right, Wombat. What what can we do for you, Wombat? I think I'll just rang up so Ah, oh, oh. I missed you while I was away, Wombat. I reckon there's a. I reckon you'd love uh, you'd love Italy. Oh, hey, listen, the, the, the manager of the pub's uh, Italian. He's, he's teaching me Italian. Is he? Oh, well, you and I could converse when I come down. Oh, don't worry about that. <laughs> 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 oh, well, it's it. always wonderful to hear from you, Wombat. Well, you take it in. Yeah, right? you too. And catch some fish this weekend, Wombat. All right, darling. Okay, see you, Wombat. See you, Wombat. There you go. What a legend. He's a champion. Isn't he? Wombat, he's a champion. Just always something new. A little Italian on the side. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Wombat's full of surprises. Beautiful. Uh, Beryl is in uh, Cunderdon. Hey, Beryl. Oh, hi. Hi, Sabrina. Hello, Beryl. Uh, Yeah, I'm I'm, uh, Di's Auntie Beryl, remember? Oh, Oh, Oh. you are. You are. Beautiful Di Darmody. We love Di. She's yeah, a gorgeous girl, Beryl. She's a gorgeous <laughs> yeah, girl. She sure is. Um, look, I planted a scarlet moon grevillea about yeah. 12 months ago. Yeah. Um, when it first went in, it had a few flowers. They were pretty spindly and yep. really not very sm- flash. Yeah. Um, but it hasn't flowered since. Well, I tell you what, Beryl, I bought a scarlet moon when they first came out a few yeah. years ago and mine yeah. did the same. Oh, but now it's three years old, it's flowering like a trooper. So oh. I think actually it's just an age thing. Oh, okay. With it. I yeah. think it needs a fairly well-developed root system. Oh, okay. Um, and also uh, I fertilise mine and that made a big difference, Beryl. Well, I have too with a uh, slow-release yeah, native, uh, native yeah. uh, fertiliser, but yeah. it's it's growing beautifully, yeah. but it's just not flowering. Yeah, I think it's a, I think it's an age thing, Beryl, because oh. b- by year three, mine's just not stopped flowering. Oh, oh. and it, it did was very shy at first, yeah. very yeah, shy. Yeah, well, that's what it, what it seemed to be. Yes. Yeah. So just uh. just persevere, Beryl. Persevere. Uh. Oh, okay. Good. <laughs> Thanks, Sabrina. Okay, Beryl. I, I hope I live long enough to see it flower. <laughs>
<laughs> I'm sure you will, Beryl. I'm okay. sure you will. Okay, thank you. Okay, bye. Bye-bye. And we'll pass on the love to Di as well. Uh, 1300 222 720, uh, 24 to 10. Uh, still got a few opportunities to put a question towards Sabrina on Roots and Shoots. We're going to get to Grant very shortly, but mm. first a few more texts. Yes, Andrew from Dawesville has sent a text saying, uh, apparently last night on Gardening Australia, Costa made a comment saying to prune in June is way too soon. Does that apply apply to mangoes and citrus in Dawesville? Uh, Well, you wouldn't prune mangoes in June anyway. Um, So you've got to prune mangoes before the weather gets too cold. Wouldn't be doing it now. Mm. I think the prune in June is too soon relates really to roses, to grapes and fruiting trees that haven't dropped their leaves yet because what's happened is we've got climate creep. So the 1st of June used to be the beginning of winter. But in actual fact, it really is sort of more like autumn. So you have to wait to do particularly roses and fruit trees and grapes. Wait until July or August. How long has that been the case for? At least the last six years, yeah, six to eight years. And has it been something that's more gradual? You've, you've yeah. seen that date just slowly yep. push and push and yep. push over that time? Yep. And you'll notice because the plants keep shooting new leaves. Right. They're not going into dormancy. They're still growing. So because our days are warmer and the nights are not cold in, you know, in June, although... A bit brisk this morning, I would say. See, I need the flanny for um, for going camping. I'm a bit worried. I haven't got the flanny. Has anyone got an emergency flanny they can drop off in Mm. the next uh, twenty minutes? And Nathan, uh, Nathan and Luce. Nathan's not. He's. I'm wider than Nathan. (laughs) I can't borrow his flanny. And Luce, but they're not typically very fitted, form fitting. No, that's true. I think. And Lucy doesn't right. even have a flanny. I've done something very poor in my mothering there because she mother. doesn't have one. Terrible mother. So yeah. maybe if they're listening, yeah. which of course they won't be, but perhaps Lucy oh. pop out and get me a, a flanny. Yeah, do it. Mm. You need okay. one. Mm. Tick that off. Okay. Uh, you want some more text? Yes. Yeah, yeah throw them at us. Is it okay to grow grass under my fruit trees? And can you cut back passion fruit? And when's the best time to do that? From Joyce in Albany. Okay, Joyce, do not touch your passion fruit now. Okay. So leave your passion fruit until the end of September, October. And to grow grass under fruit trees is fine as long as they're not citrus because they're surface rooted and they don't like grass around them. Okay. Can Addie hard prune a honey myrtle now? Yes, you're not going to get spring flowers, though, because honey myrtles have those glorious white flowers in spring. But if you feel like you must prune now, prune now. There you go. Uh, Let's go back to a few more calls uh, and help out Grant. Good morning, Grant. Or you might be helping us, I reckon. Yeah, well, well, I hope so. Hello, ladies and gentlemen. Hello, Um, Mr Grant. Oh, hello. Um, can I add a solution to the uh, the chilli bug yeah. um, uh, debate? Yeah. I had the same problem with mine and I just spray, uh, sprinkled them with tomato dust. Ah, uh, yes, yes, yes. Um, is there the tomato dust that you use, was there a withholding period? Oh, God, what's a withholding period? Oh, okay. So um, some things that have certain toxins or, you know, poisons in them that are nerve poisons that you kill bugs with, 
and yeah. beetles and things. It will have written on the the packet or the puffer thing uh, has a one day withholding period or a seven day withholding period, meaning that you can't eat that particular fruit or veggie for that me- amount of time for one day or five days or seven days or whatever. So it's something that... Well, I've probably answered my own question because I've eaten plenty of them since <laughs> I haven't died. <laughs> you don't have a funny twitch or anything, Grant, you know. You just... Oh, yeah, but that's genetic. <laughs> that had nothing to do with the, with the and, tomato dust. And it is, there's um, there's quite, you can get organic dust, which are from Deris. Deris is a root. Um, and that acts as a nerve poison for bugs, and that's quite safe, you know, to put on your food crops, but nowhere near bees or uh, waterways because they yeah, kill right. frogs. And anyway, that's good yeah, tip, we don't Grant. Want that no, but we yeah, don't. Tomato dust. My, my mine just says it's a three in one, and it's okay. Pretty standard sort of a brand from your local garden right. shop. Cool bananas. Thank you, Grant. Beautiful. You're welcome. Have a good day. Good news about that tomato dust. I was a little worried there for a second. <laughs> he sounds like he's okay. Hey, yeah, he's fine. Bob's he's fine. doing okay too. What can we help you with, Bob? Yeah. Oh, g'day. Um, I'm driving, but we're hands-free. It's my wife, Chris, and I. We we brought down a, a poinciana tree from a seed uh, in a pot from Carnarvon 16 years ago, planted in our front lawn in Mandurah. We're just right near the coast too, right not far. Yeah. Distance and it's never flowered, but it's it's grown beautifully. It's twice as wide as it is tall. Yep. It's not not one of the the big tall varieties. It's one of the the short short and squat. Very wide. Yep. Bit like me. Yeah. Got oh, that same wow. shape. That's oh. a lie. Just wonder why it won't flower. Um. Do you know what? Poinsianos are uh, very much like jacarandas when you grow them from seed. There's huge variation. Um, and it may also be, because of where you are, Bob, you may need to add some minerals into that soil because where they grow is highly mineralised, so there mightn't be enough, uh, not only just phosphorus, but there mightn't be enough calcium, magnesium, iron, all that sort of stuff. So I would get... Yeah, yeah, I'd get some... That sounds right. Yep, Um, yep. So start pouring on... The, you know, get a fertiliser that's got all the minerals in it and you can okay. also, in, in in conjunction with that, use rock dust as well. All right. Thank you very much because our citrus trees, we do need to feed a lot of iron and magnesium yeah. otherwise they struggle. Yeah, and okay. that's what's happening with the poinciana too. Beautiful. Okay, thank, thank you. Thanks, Cheers, Bob. Bob. We'll get to Merv and Elsie in just a moment. A text from Marianne from Donnybrook. Mm-hmm. Uh, at Donnybrook Kindy, they're going to grow edamame beans in mm. the veggie garden. Yeah. Just wanted to know exactly when to plant the seeds and do they require any special care? Um, I've got no idea. I've never grown edamame. Oh. Mm. I've only ever bought them in a shop. Delicious. But I would say they're more of a spring crop. So I tell you what, I'll do some homework on edamame because I love them and I don't know anything about it. Marianne, so, we'll get back to you on that yeah. front. Shout she, out to just people. Just wait then. for a week. Yeah, can, <laughs> if you can hold off, if those kindy kids will let you hold off that's for a right. week because that's, that's exactly always right. easy. Ah, oh, yeah, no worries. To kind, keep kindy kids at kindy bay. Kindy kids have got so much patience. They're just going to sit and watch those edamame <laughs> beans every day. Mum. 
um, in fact, if anyone out there has grown edamame, yeah. and there Good will idea. be, um, please Good ring idea. in and educate yes. us. Yes, can we get some edamame bean tips, please? Mm. Uh, there are plenty of people texting in suggestions of where you can get a last-minute flanny. <laughs> oh, really? And also offering up their own. Ah, this one, this one with a nice. picture that says, unfortunately, I haven't had time to wash it. So, you know, it's up ah. to you. Oh, yeah. Oh, look, that um, that certainly looks like it's worn in. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, thank you very much. Keep you warm. I kind of, you know, I reckon I should really just get my own. I think that's for the best. Bev says you can, <laughs> you can call into an op shop on the way. They have flannies You for do sure. have do to they? wear them in, though. It's yeah, like you a, do. They've got to be soft. It's like in a yeah. Cobra. You have to almost just tie it behind the car for a few weeks. <laughs> Before you put it on for the first time. It's like wearing in your boots, you know. Yeah, know. that's right. Yeah, yeah. You can't exactly right. running around in a brand new flannel. No one will respect you. No. See, that's it. I don't want people dissing on me while I'm going camping. Sure. But no, they're messing with. Uh, Merv's in Pinjarra. He's got some splitting oranges. G'day, Merv. Uh, yes, good morning. Morning, um, Merv. Hi. Um, yeah, what I um, would like to know, last year we had... Um, a, a small orange tree in our fruit yard, in our chook yard, and, and produced beautiful large oranges, and that's absolutely delicious. Yep. This year, um, I don't know what I've done wrong, but it was loaded with uh, the, the oranges were much smaller mm. and loaded, and every single one, without exception, split. Right. Okay. Um, now, there's two things going on there. Number one is rainfall, where we've had really heavy inundation of rain. The second thing is because they're in the chook pen, it may be that the rain events occurred after the chooks had, you know, lots of manure coming out um, <laughs> and uh, there's been too much nitrogen, so an imbalance of uh, nutrients. So too much nitrogen, not enough trace elements trace minerals. So I would, again, get the trace minerals on. The splitting is probably because of the rain inundation. And when the tree was flowering, if we had a heavy, heavy rainfall while it was flowering, that affects the pollen. And so you may not get, you know, the the similar size fruit. So you can't do anything about that, obviously, but you can get, get you know, your rock minerals in around the fruit trees. And no, that that shouldn't be the problem because you need to leach out some of the, the nitrogen anyway from the chook manure. I don't think that's the problem, Merv. I think okay. it's I think it's weather patterns and an imbalance of all those trace minerals. Yeah, so you suggest I just get um, go to the wherever and get the yeah, get some get get fertilizer that's a mineral based fertilizer. Mineral based. Yeah. I think. Thank you very much. I okay. Really- no worries, Merv. Cheers, Merv. Uh, 1300 222 720. Uh, around 12 minutes left on Roots and Shoots. Still some time to take your calls and questions from the garden. Get working this long weekend. Now, go. Yeah, you go can. Yeah, uh, go Elsie, get. in just a moment. <laughs> go get. Get. Uh, Colleen called and left a message and said that uh, please can you tell her how to plant a. Dessert rose. <laughs> Dessert rose. <laughs> 
<laughs> I love how I'm laughing like I know. <laughs> what is it? Desert, desert rose. rose. Okay. But actually, in your defence, it has been spelt dessert. That says dessert. Yeah, it does. Not yeah. desert. Yeah. So don't laugh at me. Laugh at Lorraine. <laughs> Lorraine's on the phone. She can't hear us. Okay. Um, she can. She just yeah, gave me an yeah. evil glare. It's, it, <laughs> So the dessert rose. Um, <laughs> it does sound though like that would be the yeah, more appropriate name. I think so because you can eat roses for dessert. Dessert's mm, so very visually appealing, also. Yeah. Anyway, what um, can we do for Colleen? So Colleen, you cannot plant that seed until the beginning of summer because they need it really warm for germination. Um, get yourself some seed raising mix and vermiculite. So you're going to put. Put the seed in twice the depth of the size of the seed, but the top layer will be vermiculite. You have to keep it moist but not wet, so get one of those little spray gun things that yep. you used to put on your iron, you know, when you're ironing your mm. linen. No. Jamie stuff. does not know. No, I don't either, actually. Uh, do my own ironing. But, um... <laughs> That's not stereotype. Thank you very much. <laughs> I just don't iron. Um Yes, so they germinate quite readily. You may not get the same colour as the original dessert rose, but uh, but it's great fun. Okay. So wait till summer. There you go, Colleen. Uh, Elsie has been very patient and she's in Ross Moyne. Hi, Elsie. Hello there, everyone. How are you? Hi, very Elsie. well, Elsie. That's very good. Thanks, Sabrina. Um, what I'm looking for, I have a lime tree in a pot mm-hmm. and, you know, I've got a nice lot of limes on it, but I cannot get the leaves stay green. They go very, you know, they're quite yellow with a green scent. Yep, yep. Had the same problem. For five years I lent the axe on my lime tree because it never gave me any bloody limes either. (laughs) It'd just do enough to tease. Like you'd see, it flowered like a demon and then all the little limes and then you get up the next morning and they're all on the ground. So I swore at it, I played music to it, I lent the axe on it. (laughs) Finally, after five years... Now it's good. It was the axe that did the trick, wasn't it? (laughs) I think so. Now, the trick is, Elsie, you have to apply a foliar trace element spray. Oh, well, I have to do a... I've put copper sulphate on it. No, you've got to to do a foliar spray. Um, And that's what made the difference with my lime tree. So you you can get a click-on foliar trace element spray. I see. And I did it. Every for, every fortnight to that lime tree of mine, mm-hmm. um, and finally it came good. Now I only do it once every six weeks with the liquid trace element. Oh, but you have to keep you have to keep doing it. Well, if you want limes, well, I've got, I've got the limes, but it's just that it it looks. It looks yeah. yellow, yeah. Yeah, so, yeah, it looks like it's yeah <laughs> so, so that's an iron and probably magnesium manganese deficiency. But yeah. you will find that it's very hard for it to uptake those nutrients in a granular form. So get the liquid form. Okay, thanks for that, Elsie. Annette's in Bustleton. Good morning, Annette. Good morning. Thanks morning, Annette. Thanks for my call. Thanks. Hello, Sabrina. Um, Sabrina, I've got a pink baronia. It's about three years old. I've had it in a pot. But this year it's um, decided to lose its leaves and it's going yellow and it looks very sad. Yep, because uh, baronias are like buying a bunch of cut flowers and I'm astonished you got three years out of it, Annette. Oh, okay, that's why I wondered. I thought maybe <laughs> it was at the end of it. Yeah, it's at the end of its life, life. unfortunately. Yeah. Time to buy another one, though. Yes, 
Yes. Yeah, no, I love them. They're beautiful. It's been beautiful. And last year it was just a massive flower. Yeah. And it's grown to about six foot tall. Yep, yep. Now it looking sad. Yep. So yep. It's no good trying anything. No, I'm afraid not, Annette. Okay. Thanks. Okay. Thanks, Thanks a lot. Bye. Bye. All right. Reggie's in Rockingham. G'day, Reggie. Uh, good morning. Good morning, Sabrina. Morning, Reggie. Um, Philadelphus. I yeah. want to transplant it. I'm going to dig it up and relocate it. Yeah. Have you Can got I one do... growing in Rockingham? Yeah, sure. Have. I've got two, actually. Genius. Wow. And you're going to risk digging it up and moving it? Yep. Right, okay. Uh, all right, so... Yeah, that's not a good idea. <laughs> <laughs> well, you pick I'm that am- up, did you? <laughs> <laughs> I'm amazed you got one growing full stop. But, um, okay, so you've got to wait for it to be fully deciduous. So you've got to wait for it to drop its leaves. Then you can prune it. Then you dig it up and you must put it in a prepped hole straight away. And then you get a little uh, statue of Buddha, of any god that you wish, and you surround the Philadelphus with those, and then you chant, um, and then it may come good. Okay. Um, I, I think I heard you say before that the soils down there are very... Alkaline. Um, alkaline, yeah. Philadelphus likes neutral to slightly acid. So you're going to have to get a camellia azalea potting mix and compost. Yeah, okay. Okay. Well, I'll I'll give it a whirl. It's got to go. Okay. Well, everything is worth a crack, I reckon, Reggie. (laughs) So give it a go. But it's a good time of the year to do it. It's set marriage. (laughs) <laughs> oh, wow. Yeah, yeah, okay. yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, now, well, Reggie, let's talk about that some more. <laughs> no, no, no. No, we're not going there. No. And if, Cheers, Reggie, Reggie. if Reggie is going to place Buddhas around the garden and mm. chant, if he could kindly film that and yeah. send it through to us yeah. because that would be good for a laugh. Is that I think go so. Uh, a text from Natalie and Sean from Forestfield. Mm hmm. They planted an avocado in spring last year. It's a four-year-old mature tree and the tips of the leaves are dying. Any ideas? They covered it with cloth to start in the summer. Uh, It's not the tips of the leaves that are dying. It's because the plant can't pull up enough moisture with the transpiration rate. You need to get some potassium, liquid potassium, and spray the leaves with that. I would also get liquid trace elements and spray the leaves with that. Okay. How about this one from Vivian? Uh, Do you know what this weed is? It's appeared in the garden and Vivian would like to know how to permanently remove it. Oh, that's a mongrel thing. I've got that all through my garden Uh as well. Um, Now, I've just got a brand new weed book, which I don't have with me. Ah. So I can't give you the name of it. Anyway, it is a nursery weed um, and it proliferates. uh, Oh, no, that's the asthma weed. Okay, that's a different weed. Uh, I haven't got glasses, you see. So, which um, weed is which? so so this particular picture that's been sent through is what they call the asthma weed. I can't remember its botanical name. It's really really bad for any kids that suffer asthma because the pollen in it really sets them off. So you need to remove it. It's also a big allergen plant for dogs. So they'll come, they, they come up with really terrible rashes. Mm. So pull it out, um, get rid of it entirely. 
All right. Hey, five minutes left. Should we try and get to Jen and Alan? Why not? On the phone. Take yeah. it away. Uh, let's go to Nan up first and uh, say good morning to Jen. Hello. Good morning. Morning, Jen. How are you? Good. Hey, Sabrina, please, I'm hoping you can help me with my port wine magnolia. Hmm. It's a good, um, I reckon, 40 to 50 years old. Wow. It's got a good six metre, five or six metre circumference. And it's always, when we bought the house 19 years ago, it's always been there on the side of the house. So we did a side deck around it, did a house extension, and the tree has been fine. Yeah. Fine, 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 fine. Has its usual autumn drop. Yeah. This year, however, it has just lost leaves like it's, like mm. it's, like it's a fruit tree. And um, I'm really quite worried about it. It does seem to be getting new shoots. Yeah. But it's still dropping, they're turning yellow, white and just falling Ooh, off. Okay. I'm really quite, quite yeah. worried. Can you get down to the trunk of the tree to have a look at the trunk? Well, no, because it's got the side deck built around it. Okay. can't that's, see the bottom of it at all. Mm, I'm wondering if it's got some fungal disease at the base of the tree or, in fact, if builders have washed or put something around the tree, washed something well, off? it was done 10 years ago. And it's oh, been, okay. Um, I reckon... Yeah. I think it's, yeah, I reckon it's got a fungal disease at the base of the tree. You need to get a um, an anti-rot spray and a tree syringe, inject the tree and spray it as well. If you Google how to inject using phosphite, there's lots of information on it. I'd Good luck, get, Jen. do that straight away. Fingers crossed. Uh, let's go to Alan in Geraldton to finish things off this morning. G'day, Alan. G'day. G'day, Alan. Good. Uh, Sabrina, uh, there's a plant that looks uh, very much like a vinca, but it, it's it's a flat uh, onto the ground plant rather than the tall standing up vinca. Is that still a vinca? Uh, no, it could be a periwinkle. Or, well, I suppose it could be a vinca, but it could. I would say it's a white flowering periwinkle. Okay. Well, there, there are very uh, various colours similar to the... Uh, the vinca. Oh, okay. Well, if it's various colours, it is definitely a vinca. And there, there are a, a, a pro, prostrate type of uh, plant. You yeah, can... that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Definitely, Alan. So I'd say it's a vinca. Much appreciated. My pleasure. Okay, thank you. There you go. A quick one from Sue before we finish up. Is it okay to dig garden scraps into the garden to yeah. decompose? Yeah. Doesn't have room for a compost bin. No, that's a great. That's what I do in my veggie patch. Okay. I just dig the scraps, put them straight in. It works a treat. The worms love it. There you go. So will your Labrador. Right. (laughs) Oh, they'll come after it. Yeah, but Um, it's okay. Robin um, in Cottesloe here, uh, you've you've got a bit of a saviour, says that you can borrow Pete's swag (laughs) for her camping trip. (laughs) Am I missing something there? Says, Thanks, Robbie. Says Pete doesn't come with it, though. <laughs> I think you might know Robin. Well, I do know Robin. Oh, and, okay. Makes and sense I, now. I, 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 I'm pleased that Pete's not coming with it because I've only got a little tent and there's not enough. There's me and the dog in there and we haven't got room for Pete as well. Well, if you don't have your flannel, you need to keep warm. I know. I know. Thanks, Robbie. Little cuddle. <laughs> hey, enjoy camping. Yeah. Have a good time. I'm, I'm going to get a flanny on the way home. Beautiful. I think you should. Mm. That's been the general mm. consensus on the text line that mm. you need one. Yep. You must detour to pick one up. I'll take a photo. Beautiful. Please mm. do. Mm. Please do. A selfie.
We'll find out next week. All will be revealed. <laughs> hey, Shah, thanks so much. That was uh, good fun today. Thank you, Jamie. Great, great. And show. Sports Talk is up next. Their special coach, uh, special guest, West Coast coach Adam Simpson.